0: Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure is brought to you by TKM Incorporated. This company located in Moss, Tennessee, specializes in erosion control, hydro seeding, hydromulch, silt fence. They do minor excavation work, and they also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their mission is keeping people safe. Their passion is wishing that all men could be saved. TKM stands for the Kings Men. If you'd like to contact the Kings Men, you can contact them at 931 243 3958. 931 243 3958. Or you may email them at TKM Inc. 2001 at TWX.net. That is TKM Inc. 2001 at TWX.net. The Kings Men in partnership. With Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement. Asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 433 4660. That is 931 433 4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family owned company, three W's SJNL.com, www.sjnl.com. www.sjnl.com. In the early part of 2009, I was released from the hospital in Anniston, Alabama, and came home to several weeks of convalescence. I was restricted from playing outside. I was restricted from shooting my bow. I was restricted to doing very, pretty much anything. The doctor had originally said, hey, you can't lift anything that it takes more than one hand to lift. And my wife quickly replied, Doc, do you realize what he can lift with one hand? So the doc said, okay, nothing more than seven pounds. So I'm pretty much on lockdown. So I ventured into World of Warcraft, which was a multiplayer online game. And I didn't know much about it. I got a 30-day free trial to World of Warcraft. And for 30 days, I had the unmitigated reign of terror as Badax the Barbarian. (laughs) (laughs) an axe-wielding barbarian roaming through the landscape of World of Warcraft and causing chaos and mayhem everywhere I went. And when the 30 days expired, so did Bad Axe the Barbarian. In 2005, years before the reign of terror from Bad Axe the Barbarian, Ben Schultz, playing the character online of Leroy Jenkins, made these words immortal. All right, chums, let's do this. Leroy Jenkins! And if you're not familiar with that episode, it's a it's a hoax. It was a staged video that these guys in a group called Pals for Life staged for the World of Warcraft community. The scene is that you're watching an online video game and these guys are planning and plotting and they're using uber nerd language about what they're going to do and how they're going to invade this quest that they're on. And there's this one player and he's away from keyboard. And all of a sudden, his player pops to life and he goes, all right, chums, let's do this. He screams his battle cry, which is his first and last name, Leroy Jenkins, and charges into the fray resulting in a mayhem and a melee episode that gets his entire team wiped out now if you watch this video on youtube you'll you'll hear language that you don't want your small kids to hear because these guys disparage and break leroy jenkins at the end of the whole thing leroy defends himself by saying well at least i got chicken i have no idea what that means the whole thing was a hoax but it became this legendary episode so much so that everybody uses, or lots of people use the term Leroy Jenkins. I, I remember being on on, a, on scene where some guys made entry into a building and the, the comment was made, well, suddenly Chip just went all Leroy Jenkins on us. It, it becomes synonymous with taking initiative and being out of control and proceeding forward with reckless abandon. Leroy Jenkins, the stuff of legend. Another legendary figure that... Uh, i've was privileged to meet is i was attending a jujitsu event i was going to make a presentation on performance anxiety for some guys who were high-level competitive uh, jujitsu guys and some of the other guest speakers i think were brian barncat dbs and a guy named uh, bobby rivers i'm sitting in the gym trying to stretch out tying on my little wrestling shoes and a guy comes cartwheeling into the gym now this was the bender's gym location it was before a tenth planet decatur was located on linwood they had a small uh, mat space in the bender's fitness area in decatur and so we're sitting in this smaller mat room and this guy cartwheels into the room jumps into the air grabs a full-size punching bag with just leg scissors and hangs there suspended in air throws a few punches on the bag arches his back, puts his hands on the mat, and does like a back walkover to release himself from this hanging mat. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was my introduction to Bobby Rivers. Now, Bobby Rivers and I have been friends since that time. Uh, We have uh, trained together. I've gone to Mobile and taken some private lessons from him. Uh, He follows me on Facebook and, and was always very interested in bow fishing and we tried to get him up here several times into the tennessee river and get him on the boat with pickle and the crew that never actually happened but we fished together in mobile Uh, i was down there doing some seminars and we made some arrangements and bobby and i and some of his friends uh, have fished in perdido key we've uh, shot fish and stingrays uh, over in mobile bay and i've been to bobby's gym and, and and trained and worked out a little bit and he's a great guy He's a neat fella. He's a consummate martial artist. Uh, he's won several uh, tournaments and done some high-level uh, grappling matches. He's a black belt under Eddie Bravo in the Tenth Planet system. And all, all I know about Bobby Rivers is good stuff. And that, and that all I know, it's not all I've heard. You see, there's these rumors that Bobby Rivers kind of had a Leroy Jenkins phase in his life that uh, when Bobby was in his bad boy days, he would be at a sporting event or in a club or at a bar or at a restaurant, and and somebody would encounter him, and and things would escalate up to the point of somebody deciding they're going to announce to Mr. Rivers what they're going to do to him. Now, you got to understand, this is a guy that when his little dog was attacked at the mailbox, he choked a pit bull unconscious, okay? I don't know if you've ever thought about choking a pit bull unconscious. He said he couldn't do a blood choke on its His neck was too thick, so he had to do an air choke, and it took him two minutes to put this dog to sleep. If I ever choke a dog into unconsciousness because this attacked my dog and bit me, its head will be on my mantelpiece forever. Bobby just put the dog to sleep, rescued his dog, and went inside. But if you were at this restaurant, or at this bar, or in this sporting event, and and this person walks up to Bobby and starts escalating, eventually these, these, these guys decide to announce to you and tell you what they're going to do. Well, I'm going to take you outside, and I'm going to... And Bobby's response, allegedly, reportedly in these days, was to just simply stand up, push his chair away from the table, give kind of a sardonic smile, a little bit of a sigh, reach into his pocket, and put a mouthpiece in. Now, this is not put a mouthpiece case on the table, open it up. This is just reach into your pocket with your change and your knife or whatever it is you carry in your pockets and pull a mouthpiece out and pop it right in. If you're standing in front of a gentleman and you're about to escalate the encounter into physical violence and he stands up and puts a mouthpiece in, it is time to reevaluate your life choices up to this point because you're going to ask yourself, what kind of person does this? Who, who does this guy think he is? I remember during the height of COVID, we weren't going to take my truck. We were going to get into Jackie's car, and I don't remember where we were going, but I needed to get a I needed to get a sun hat because I'm bald. And I remember announcing to Jackie, "Hey, we can't go yet. I've got to get my hat, my mask, and my pistol." Wait a minute. If I've got to have a hat, a mask, and a pistol to go anywhere, am I the Lone Ranger? Well, this is this is Bobby Rivers. He got up in those days and would leave his house or leave his apartment let me get my keys let me get my wallet let me get my cell phone oh yeah let me get my mouthpiece if you're messing with a guy who has to put a mouthpiece in he has to put a mouthpiece in his pocket before he goes out every day you don't want to invite this guy out into the parking lot you would be surprised at what an effective de-escalation tool this is now I teach active listening and de-escalation skills for the police department. Uh, I've taught this same class uh, in, in Mobile County. I, I've taught it with the federal marshals. I've taught it with the prison system. I've taught it with, with the parole board. But let me tell you, more effective than active listening and de-escalation skills verbally, you stand up and put a mouthpiece in your mouth, the person on the other end of that says, hey, I may not be wanting to do this as much as I thought I did. There's a, there's a T-shirt. That says, Do you talk the talk or can you walk the walk? We talk about congruency. What you say, does it match your body language? What you say, does it match your tone? And if you don't have congruency between your tone and your words and your body language, then you're not really telling the truth. You're being disingenuous. And it's always it's important for us to be congruous, but it's also more important that when you're talking to the other person to be able to find out if those three things match and you can tell whether they're being honest or whether they're being manipulative or whether they're not got a foot in reality. When you decided that you're going to threaten somebody and say, hey, we're going to fight, but you didn't bring your mouthpiece, I'm not sure you thought you were going to fight today. This guy left his house. With a mouthpiece in his pocket now this may all be apocryphal information and legendary and i may be besmirching the good character of my dear friend bobby rivers but let me tell you right now a guy stands up and puts a mouthpiece in he's about to go leroy jenkins on you and you don't want any part of that so when you begin to complain about what needs to be done in school in church in society in the community or in your relationship and you're not willing to stand behind the thing that you think needs to be done with some very intentional action, then I think maybe it's time not to complain about it. I think maybe it's time to be quiet. I think it it may be time to realize that if I'm not willing to do anything about it, I need to push away from my keyboard and, and fold my screen and get out from my parents' basement and actually live a life. I've been shocked and appalled and dismayed at the number of pet projects people decide to, to, to glom onto because they have so little purpose in their lives that they have to protest on behalf of people they've never met, never encountered, and never been treated that way. It, it, it's incongruous to me that somebody who claims, hey, I'm about to go protest a group of people who are, con- who are accused of committing violence, but I'm going to show up in force while they're in force and talk about them and and yell disparaging things at them and throw frozen water bottles at them knowing that their default response is violence but i'm going to go there in my blue jean shorts my flip-flops and a wife beater t-shirt well if you showed up to a place dressed like that thinking that you're going to encounter violence you either don't believe you're going to encounter violence or that's a special kind of stupid what we say needs to be done probably needs to match what we're willing to do or it probably doesn't need to be something that we talk about. I sit down with couples all the time. Hey, look at, the, look at the relationship between you and your wife. Look at the relationship between you and your in-laws. Look at the relationship between you and your adult children. Look at whatever. And on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, where's your relationship? And they'll give you a number. And for, for discussion purposes, let's say the number is 5. So that the relationship you're talking about, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, it's at a 5. What needs to take place for the 5 to become a 6? And immediately you get, if they would only change, if he would only do this, if she would only stop that. But the real question is, hey, in this relationship that we're talking about, whether it's your spouse or your in-laws or your adult children or your neighbors or the people at church or the folks you work with, on a scale of one to ten, one being the worst, ten being the best, what's the quality of this relationship? Well, man, that's a five. What could you change? What could you do? What could you initiate to change that five to a six? Because you see, you only really control half of this thing. And if you're unwilling to do the work, if you're unwilling to suffer the, the pain, if you're unwilling to take the risk to make it better, then then maybe it's disingenuous or incongruous to be complaining about it. I guess, you know, there's things that, that aren't ideal. And, and, and it's okay to say, hey, this is not ideal. But really... I request to have things different. Either needs to be a request, a positive request to meet my needs, or I need to say, hey, you know what? This is not working, and I'm willing to do this work. I'm willing to initiate this action. I'm willing to take this risk to make it better. And if and if you're not willing to do the work, then you're really not a mouthpiece type person. You're just a mouth. And the difference between the mouth and the mouthpiece really boils down to, you know, hey, the phrase is put your money where your mouth is. Well, just forget the money and just put your mouthpiece in. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. I'm your host, Lonnie Jones, and the adventure part is basically just our experiences And some of those experiences are as mundane as growing up, being married, being a young married couple with a kid, or being a middle-aged couple with grandkids. Some of the experiences will be my adventures as an outdoorsman, a rock climber, a fisherman, a hunter, or my experiences as a police chaplain who's been assigned to a SWAT team for over 30 years. Some of that... Adventure may even boil down to the idea that there's a belief that I'm a chaotic Jedi. (laughs) Either way, we'll take the experiences or the adventures and we'll talk about the facts. The facts will lead to concepts and the concepts lead to application. Basically, it will be anecdotal wisdom. One cautionary word about the facts is we will tell you the facts just as they happened but sometimes we'll tell you the facts the way we remember them happening, and sometimes we'll tell you the facts the way we've heard other people tell us the way they remember them happening. In any occasion, it's not an attempt to deceive. There'll be a little bit of embellishment, and it's an all good, clean fun and for learning purposes only. Thank you for keeping up with Jones.